Good morning, everyone. Man, you know what? If I can be straight up transparent with you, uh, uh, every time we set out to do... Uh, first of all, I'm Pastor Stephen. Anyone's your first time here. Uh, matter of fact, let's give those folks a warm welcome. Thank them for being here. And, uh, so they may have just walked in, and here we are we're talking about prayer and fasting, and it's all kind of maybe something they haven't ever heard before. But uh, I promise I'll embrace you in and bring you in on that. You'll kind of know where we are and what we're doing. But... Um, it's interesting that every time, every year, especially for the past three years that we've set out to do this corporately as a church, as a pastor, I kind of start a little bit early so that when I'm up here, I'm maybe not struggling, you know, oh, for that next cup of coffee and kind of already got on in position for some of that. But it's interesting what I sense every time I get up here. Uh, I got all choked up first service. I almost got all choked up here because there's an expectancy that starts to happen. You start to expect, especially if you've been with us the past three weeks, as we just kind of plant little seeds about the purpose of prayer and fasting. And uh, as we do that, an expectancy of faith comes in. And when faith starts to show up, people can start to see their mountains get out of the way. And I don't know about you, but uh, I can guarantee you that there's people in this room right now that, uh, you know, you've, you're walking through life. If you're living life at all, you've got some stuff to, uh, that may be good parts of your life, but you've got parts of your life that you want to overcome and do better or, or you know, just have differences take place in that part of your life. Let me say this right up front because I'm going to really challenge us today. I'm going to break this up into two parts today. Uh, last week we only had one service, and uh, so we're going to get a little bit of that message that we had last week. Again, just I really want to feel like we need to get some more out of that about just building your confidence and strengthening you in you know, uh, your walk with God. And then the second part, I'm being honest with you, I'm going to punch a little bit. I'm going to pull a little bit, meddle a little bit, and... Uh, <clears throat> It'll sound kind of tough, maybe. Hopefully, I can just soften it down a little bit. But I think there are some things you can't be too soft with because it won't, people won't change. They won't make a move. And, and God's always wanting to better your life. And sometimes to better your life, there's an effort on our part that's necessary to do that. There's direction that's needed to do that. And information helps us be able to make those, you know, those, that progress as well. And, uh, but I want to say this right up front. Prayer and fasting is not a fix-all. And if we're not careful, we can sound like it is, but it's not a fix-all, but it will get you to the one that can fix-all. And that's our purpose, is to lead us to that place where you're intimate with God, that your relationship with God becomes real to you, not just real to those around you. It becomes real to you, and He wants to reveal Himself to you. I'm just telling you, man, if, if you can learn how to just... You see, we've got God in some kind of cosmos. And it's just this... Ooh, kind of thing out here and really he's not in this thing out here he's in here and if I can direct you away from here and get you to learn how to listen in here then I can get you to a place where you're hearing God and you're not needing someone else to hear him for you and I will say he is a fix-all and I want to read this um, quote that I've read every year for the past few years that uh, just kind of embraced the the whole heart of what's getting ready to happen here starting today and moving forward for 21 days. And why do you say 21 days? Well, there's scripture references to why and all of that. But um, I'm just telling you, it, you know, it's good to have a focal point and to give you a goal. And, and like Pastor Tiffany said, we've got a lot of resources to help you. One that, I, that will be available out there right now. And it's actually going to be online with us too. You can go to Jensen Franklin's website. He's got stuff like this too. But this actually kind of defines the, the definitions of fast. 
Different types of fasts, partial, full, whole, all of those kinds of things, and walks you through some of that. I'm extremely proud of, sorry baby, extremely proud of the daily devotional that my daughter worked till 1 o'clock last night completing for you. That's out there in the foyer. You can avail to that, as Pastor Tiffany said. A lot of good people have written and added into that and added... um, you know, just some information that will help you each day of the fast. There's 21 devotionals in that. There's a lot of resources that we have available to us today to be successful, not just in a prayer and fasting time, but successful in this walk with God. He's not left us out there without any tools to do it with. And uh, let me read this to you real quick so you can kind of begin to get onto the same page where we're going. <clears throat> when we come together corporately, For the specific purpose of giving something to God, we make an atmosphere, an avenue for His plans and purpose to be accomplished in our individual lives and in the lives of those around us. Psalm 133 verse 1 reads this way. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I love the the tone behind that. It says He commanded. That means He wants to get, get it to you. And here's what we've said up to this point. I said this, that your, your life from now until the end of 2018 is really a blank sheet of paper. Pastor Tiffany said something last night that was extremely powerful, and she was teaching at the Shores location. And she said that every one of us has a, or a sheet of paper that's part of a big book that's being written. And that book is not complete without your sheet being written. And if we could grab hold of that and understand that, I I said this to you last week, God's not just going to come in and overtake you and push his way into your life. He has to be invited into your life. He's a gentleman. Anybody Anybody know pushy people? You know what they act like? Anybody avoid pushy people? If you're one of those persons and people are trying to get away from you, maybe you're pushy. No, I'm just kidding. But God doesn't want to be pushy in your life. He's gentle. He's a father. He wants to step into your life, but he has to be invited. Jeremiah 29, 11. Listen to this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray... I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your own land. Again, you see the heart behind it. God says, look, invite me in. And prayer and fasting is exactly what we're doing with that. But I said to you this. I said, effort plus direction Effort plus direction with the right information is what's needed for progress to move forward in faith into 2018. In other words, if I'm going to go out on that road and I want to get to Hatteras, and I go in the direction and I turn right, I'm already going in the wrong direction, but if I've got the information that said to go north, that information in that direction is going to keep me from ever getting to Hatteras. And we endeavor with everything within us, every time you come in the church, to make sure that you get the right information that will give you the right direction so that you can get to where you're going, so your progress can be faith moving forward. So that your hope is not just in yourself and in the people around you. Your hope becomes in something that's greater than you, that is a more sure way of hope, and that's in God himself. And I said to you that one thing that we wanted to make sure is that we're going to pre-decide, pre-determine in the year 2018 where we're going to go. 
And one of the things that I said that God wants to make sure happens in our life, especially during this time of prayer and fasting, is to bring you to a place where he builds you up, strengthens you, and gives you the confidence that, you know what, you've been somewhere before, you are somewhere now, and you're going to get to where you're going to go. So go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. I want to go back into something we looked at last week. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35 so don't throw away your confidence, the scripture says. It will be richly rewarded. And I know with everything within me, you can relate, I guarantee you, that there will be opportunities this coming year to be discouraged. There will be opportunities to lose your confidence. Why? That's just part of living life. Life throws things at you. You can't see everything that's going to happen. Anybody ever experienced something in life that was not necessarily a good day? Let me see your hands out there. Come on. Absolutely. All of us have. Are you through that? You're here now, but that was then there. You're sitting in here now. That tells me you came through that. That tells me maybe you had some struggles at some time in the past, but something brought you through it, whether it was God or just your own initiative or your own ability. It doesn't matter. You got through it. But here the scripture says, look, don't throw away your confidence when those moments come. That tells me that they're coming. And he says, listen, I will be, you will be richly rewarded. But jump down with me to Hebrews 10, verse 36. He says, you need to persevere. You've got to make some effort so that when you've done effort, when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he's promised. For in just a little while, <laughs> you see, when you're making progress, you're on this journey, and you've got all of these things in order, and you stepped out to believe God for something, there's a chance that there might be a little gap between the moment of receiving and the moment where it manifests on the outside here. Doesn't mean you didn't receive it. Matter of fact, you receive it the moment you ask. But the scripture says in just a little while, he's talking about confidence. He's talking about strength in the midst. If you study the scripture out, you find out that he prepared them who to go to before they got to a place where they were going to face a, a challenge or a trial. But then he brings them to this place and he says, listen, in just a little while, you're going to be richly rewarded. You're going to receive what you're looking for. So there's this gap. I call it kind of like the gap between the, main, the moment where you ask for it and the moment you see it. I want to talk to you about what that looks like this morning. Tommy, come on up here. Carlos, bearded man, come on up here. Chase, you come on up here. Come on up here on the platform. Tommy, stand out here. In 2018, at the end of the year, this is your direction. This is where you're going. This might be just at the end of this fast, 21 days. Let's break it down to something shorter. I'm going to, at the end of this fast, I want to, be made, I want to be different. I want to experience life differently. I want to know that I've come in contact with God. This is my goal. This is the direction that I'm, that I'm headed. But bearded man here, Carlos, this is you. This is where you really are right now. Anyone in this room, you might not like who you are. You might not like where you are. You may be disappointed in yourself or disappointed in those around you. This is that place where you have an opportunity to get frustrated. This is that place where you have an opportunity to give up. This is that place, especially in a fast, fasting for food or fasting food. A biblical fast is doing away with food for a specific purpose for a certain time. That's a biblical fast. There's an opportunity that this is that place where you'll struggle. Uh, if you start today, I guarantee you tomorrow morning, you're going to be hungry. And when you get into day two, I guarantee you, you're going to be more hungry. And when you get into day three, you're going to want to kill somebody. All right? I'm just being real with you. 
There's a sacrifice here that you're making because it's not the food part. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to remove myself from distractions of the world that are holding me back. And one of the greatest distractions, the Bible gives us three main instructions for the believer. In Matthew chapter 6, be a giver, be someone that prays, and then be someone that fasts. Go study. Those are the words of Jesus. He taught in that scripture how to give. He taught how to pray. And then he said, fast. Fast, again, what does it do? Prayer connects me to God. Fast separates me from those things that are distracting in my world. Those things that are, that are hindering me. Those things that are holding me back. But, again, this is where I am. And when I start to struggle here, if we're not careful, I'm only focusing on this gap here. And you'll never get there that way. I know faith is always looking forward. I get that. Faith is always moving forward. But if we're honest, we're challenged in this spot because it's something I can't necessarily see. And if we're honest, most of us in here, all of us just about, are really moved by more sight than what we think we are. We're faith talkers and we're saying we're believing God, but you're still kind of waiting to see something to confirm that what you're really believing is really going to take place. Right? It's this gap. It's this moment. In just a little while, you're going to receive. You're going to be richly rewarded. He said to have confidence it's coming. But there's another gap we've got to talk about. Because I believe it's in the second gap that makes the most effort in moving this direction so I don't lose sight of where I'm going. Come on, son. Stand over here. <laughs> this is the gap of where I was to where I am. It's in this gap, if the scripture is very clear to us, the scripture says to remember, it's in this gap where I've got to remember, man, I killed a lion right here. I, gotta, I, I killed a bear right here. <laughs> now, listen, I killed the lion of, of financial defeat right here. And man, I tell you what, that bear of a marriage came up. I killed the marriage. Right? I, killed, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean kill the marriage, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, I'm telling you how to keep life in that marriage. It's so easy today to give up and to quit and to find a quicker option on the out. Listen, if you quit, the devil will always make sure you've got another option coming your way. And it, many times it will be a counterfeit. Quitters is not who we are. Say it with me. I'm in the right place at the right time. You were here. This is where you were. And this is what got you to here. And so what I'm telling you is the way that I'm going to make sure that I make it to this destination is to remember that I am in here right now. I faced some battles before and I can remember every one of you came in that door. You're sitting in this chair right now and you're, you, all of you just raised your hand and said you, you faced some things in your life at some point. Listen to me. Hold your confidence in this time of prayer and fasting, but do it by just reminding yourself when you're looking at that place. And, and sometimes one of the best things to do here is even remind yourself of what other people are doing. Remind yourself how maybe better you have it than someone else. And it's real easy in the time of the gap, it's real easy to, to stay so focused in here in this spot that I really lose sight. And then what happens is the enemy starts to make me want to hide myself. And that's exactly what will happen. He'll hide you. Then you'll be defeated. And then you'll never see that place. And you will forget about that spot. And then you'll stay here. And he'll isolate you to where you won't fulfill your purpose. And I want to tell you today, I'm going to take you down a road to show you, give you a little bit more fight, give you a little bit more ump, give you a little bit more push to take life matters into your own hands 
Instead of being that person that just stops in this spot and you give up on life. You're not meant to give up on life. You don't have to give up on life. There's an ability. There's an, a power. A power. Thank you, guys. Give those guys a hand. There's a... <clears throat> there is a grace that is available, a power that is available always, and it's unlimited. It's limitless in its availability. And the best way that I can describe this kind of power that you can't necessarily see this power is think about electricity. There's electricity behind every one of those outlets, but I don't get the resource out of it until I plug into it. There's, there's lights in this house, but we don't get the benefit until we flip the switch. I want to help you today, maybe get your heart prepared to plug in a little bit, to flip your switch a little bit, to get to where you understand that the ability of this grace and this power to be able to find Him a little bit more, less of you, more of Him per se. And when you begin to find out what it means to lessen yourself some and to find more of Him some, oh my, 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 the rewards are so much greater. You start to find out that a lot of the things that are holding me back kind of just fall off. They're not as big as you thought they were. So I want to go on and move on. And I'm going to read to you some things here that I think it's just a, com- a list of statements that I've kind of compiled over the years. And I'm going to read through them real fast. And I want you to just kind of listen to the, to the jingle of it. <laughs> that sounds fun. Listen to the jingle of the prayer and fasting and kind of what it begins to cause us to do. It causes you to begin to lean into that place where the expectancy of maybe if I do venture in. There's three different types of people in the service right now when it comes to this subject. There's people that have never fasted a day in their life. They've never done without food. It's just not even a thought. It's not even something I would ever think about. I'm going to be inviting you to possibly join in with that with a purpose, not just to have a diet, not just to physically, you know. Listen, when you fast, I'll be honest with you, you will reap benefit physical results, physical rewards of that. Maybe lose some weight you've been wanting to lose. Maybe, you know, and you start to replace all of the other things that we drink with just water. I guarantee you, skin clear, all of the natural things. And I encourage you that, listen, if you're on medication, don't do this without some kind of supervision from your, from your doctor. Don't just jump into this. But that's the natural side of it. I don't want to focus on that as much. But then there's the second person that you have done this before and you've fell off the wagon and jumped back on the wagon. Fell off the wagon, you started it last year and you, maybe you got a little bit of results but you didn't get all of the results you were thinking. There's that person. Then there's that person that, you know what? You live a fasted life. This is who you are. In other words, maybe you're on something like the paleo diet. It's just what you live. It's what you do. And you've already reaped the benefits of it and the rewards of it. And you've seen how it's helped you physically and how it's reaping rewards. Man, everybody wants to be like that. Great kudos to you for having a disciplined life. Most are not like that. But what I want to do is to challenge you and invite you, no matter what spot you are, whether you've never have, whether you partial have, or whether, <clears throat> whether it's how you live, I want to challenge you to maybe just add a little bit more to what you're doing. In other words, if you pray 10 minutes a day, pray 20 minutes a day. If you pray 15 minutes a day, pray 30 minutes a day. Add something to it. If you pray in the morning, pray at night. Pray, you know what I mean by pray? Man, just connect to God and talk to God, commune with God just like you would anybody else. Say, oh God, I need you in this house today. Every time I step up on this pulpit, you, if you could hear some of the prayers, you'd think they were holy and, and, and you're looking for me to be so holier than thou. I'm telling you, I'm walking out there and I'm being honest with you. Sometimes I'm saying, Lord, help me not poop in my pants. Because I get nervous when I'm coming out here and talk to you guys sometimes. 
Because you got all of these people looking, not necessarily the fact that you're looking at me. That doesn't bother me as much as knowing that some of the things that I say, you'll change your life based upon those and go live it differently maybe. And I hope that what I'm saying is going to benefit you. And that's why I do my best to stay towards the scripture side of things. But I'm going to pull you and challenge you to live just a little bit differently. Faith moving forward into this year. Predetermine some things about it. Don't just wait for it to come at you anymore. Make a little bit of effort. Be someone that goes in the direction that's going to help you. Get the information that will lead you in that way. And if you'll do those things, I guarantee you, you will close this gap quicker. Or at least when you get to the other end, you'll be able to look back and say, thank God. It's just how he is. Amen. Stand up with me. We're going to read our scripture together text. <clears throat> it's up on the board with us, or the screens this morning. And then we're going to jump into part two of today. Ready? Here you go. Ready, read. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed in 2018, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ in 2018, as I've been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ in 2018, whether I live or die. In Jesus' name, Father, that's our statement of faith. That's who we are. That's what we embrace as we get ready to jump into 21 days together. (laughs) We ask you for the grace to be able to do it. We ask you for, Father God, that uh, you reveal Jesus to us more, who he is, his person. Your Holy Spirit, you'll talk to us and show us things to come. We ask that the more knowledge and understanding and revelation of the word will be manifested into our heart. Father, we are knowing that less of us and more of you will change our life forever. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. You can go ahead and be seated. <clears throat> Prayer and fasting prepares me for the gap. Prayer and fasting is about getting my perspective back. Helps me lean into the predetermined life ahead of me. Prayer and fasting helps me build confidence. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Matthew 17, 21, how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is a way to conquer the physical and open the door to the supernatural in your life. Prayer and fasting is a way to break free from everything holding you back. Again, I said, I don't know what you're facing, I don't know where you're going to be, but I do know that when you come to a place and you invite God into it, your life won't be the same. I don't know where some of you may be. Some of you might be in a place where life's really not good. Maybe your marriage is struggling. I want to talk to a few people real quick. Maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe your body's struggling physically. Maybe you're uh, dealing with some things in life that are impossible into your life. Maybe you're sitting there thinking that my job, I don't know what I'm going to do with it anymore. I don't like it anymore. I'm frustrated with it, frustrated with the people there. You know, those people there are just people that I can't stand anymore. I want to get away from them. Maybe it's your kids, maybe you've got a bunch or a boatload of kids and they won't leave your house and they're just hanging out at your house and they're camping forever, kind of like my house. <laughs> you know, sometimes you want them to get out, I get it, but at the same time you're glad when they come back, right? So let's be honest with it there. Whatever the circumstances may be, I can probably venture to say that all of us have experienced some kind of part of life where we were concerned that, am I going to actually be able to get through this? Anybody out there ever been in a place where you thought, man, am I actually going to be able to get through this? Well, 
I'm going to challenge that person wondering if I'm ever going to get through this because sometimes we can settle into that spot and actually kind of almost get in pride in the fact that we are in that spot and you can stay in that spot and actually never change and realize that you're kind of waiting for God to come down and change something in your circumstances and really what he's waiting for is for you to change. And that takes a little bit of effort. That takes a little bit of kind of getting to know some things about him and, and kind of looking at the nature of Jesus and finding out what kind of heart would Jesus do in this. That always helps me anyway. If I start to look and find out some things that Jesus would do, then I can kind of catch on to the heart of the Father. And then I can say, well, you know what, maybe he's asking me to do the same thing. So I want you to go with me to John chapter 5. We're going to start there. I'm going to take you into a story here where Jesus confronted a man that had a really bad day going on in his life and had a bad day going on for quite a long time. <clears throat> I want to help your heart to kind of get ready for what God kind of wants to do in you, what he wants to maybe do to you, what he may, might want to be doing through you as you maybe venture into this place of fasting. And I just found that it helps me a little bit more if I get to that place where I can see somebody that's an example for me. And I want you to take you away from looking at people as examples. And let's just look and see what the Word says. John chapter 5. You ready to go? Start here in verse 1. NIV. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here. Everybody say here. here. It's in this place. Here. This group over here. I want you to mark that place called here. I'll tell you what that means here in a minute. How about this group? It's in this place. Here. This group say here. here. This is where I'm going to mark something. You move over to this group. It's in this place. Just say here with me. I'm going to mark this place right here. It's in here in this place. Listen to what happened. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind and the lame and the paralyzed. Do you know what, guys? It's here in this church. I'm looking at about 100 people that it's here in this church that you had some things that you were paralyzed by, that you struggled with, that you had challenges with a long time ago. But somewhere you made some kind of mark in your life and you marked your life and you're sitting here right now. I'm not saying it's all peachy king and all over with. I'm just saying that there was something in you that you, the reason that you're still on top of the ground. Look at what Jesus does here. He marked a place. See, Jesus was going to one meeting, and in the middle of going into that one meeting, he changed his direction and had another meeting. Felt it necessary enough. In other words, maybe caught a visual. It doesn't necessarily tell you. Maybe he caught a visual of something that caught his eye, and instead of going where his real destination was, he made a detour and said, I need to go here. Every Sunday, Jesus makes a detour, in a sense, to find you here. And when you're not here, guess what happens? You just might be missing the meeting. I'm not talking that making this about church and church attendance, although I think it has something to do with it. The Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourself today as you, ga as you see that day approaching. Gather yourselves together all the more. Why? Because you're going to need each other a whole lot more. And I'm going to learn a lot more in this gap of remembrance maybe by sitting next to you than I would just standing here and being alone. Because what I remember in this gap with you just might be the one thing that pushes me to see myself to the other side of the gap I'm facing. 
Look at what Jesus did. <clears throat> Let's continue. A great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One of those that was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. Everybody say, long, long time. time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Let me ask you something, guys. Is there anybody in this room that you don't want life to be better than it is? I know life might be good, but can it be better? There's a good chance that people are in here that have been facing some things for a long time, and Jesus is getting ready to deal with that one thought of a long time. Now, it's interesting here, if you notice, I don't know if you noticed up on the board, but there is a skip between verses 3 and 5. Verse 4 is not there. In most modern translations, it's not there. You have to go back to an older translation, which is the only Bible that is known to man. That's the only Bible you're supposed to be able to read, some say, the King James. And they would use this as an excuse. See there? King James is the only Bible you're supposed to read. I want to come back to that and show you something out of it here in a minute because there's a truth in that verse 4 that is in the King James that you don't see here, but I want you to see what's happening next. Listen, when Jesus walked by this man, it's interesting that he went to the worst situation that was there. In other words, I don't care how bad you've got it, Jesus is big enough and smart enough and loves you enough that he'll walk by and stop in his tracks exactly for the situation. He went to that place, he went to that person, he went to that time, he went to that situation. Why wouldn't he come to you? Sometimes we come to church and we think that, you know, we kind of bring our, our, our cover up here to church. We bring the stuff that we think he'll just be willing to deal with. We're not necessarily sure he'll deal with the things that are hidden. And I found out that if you want real change in your life, you might just might have to be able to or maybe give an effort to exposing those places in your heart that you don't want anybody else to know about. That's where the real breakthrough begins. It's in this place. It's in this place where I'm going to mark something in my life. I've got a place in my life. I need a change in my life. There's something that's holding me back. You might not even know what it is as of yet, but you've got to be willing. And prayer and fasting is that place where you come willing to say, okay, God, search me thoroughly. Anything that's not going to work out for me right now, please show me so I can learn through it and grow through it and overcome through it, make a difference in somebody else's life. But you're going to see an attitude in this individual that has been here for a long time. So he's already experienced day in and day out, life not going well. And Jesus stopped in his tracks for that individual. Jesus said, do you want to get well? I'm asking you, do you want to be or have better life in your life right now? Total title of this message is B-Y-O-B. Bring your own breakthrough. Quit waiting for someone else, some pie in the sky, some angel to jump out in front of you. You'd be scared if you saw him anyway. Someone to step in. You, it's interesting. We're smart enough to know sometimes the things we need to stop. Because it's the one, you know what the one thing is that keeps messing you up? That's the one thing you probably need to stop. And you're wanting someone else to, you, you, to yield with your excuse, yield with our continual doing it, and hey, this is just who I am. Well, who you are might not be someone you need to stay and be. 
Not if it, listen, uh, not because of, of personality, not because you are who you are, you are who you made it, but it might not reflect the word in your life. It could be the one thing that's holding you up for that place where you have that freedom take place in your life, where that real breakthrough comes about in your life. Listen to what this man did. <clears throat> Jesus approached him and he said, Sir, after Jesus asked him the question, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Wah, wah, wah. And most do a lot of wah, wah, wah. I want you to understand something, guys. I wrote a couple things down I think will help you. I've been pastoring for a long time now over 20 years for me. That's a short time for some. It's a long time for others. It's just getting started for me as far as I'm concerned. But something that I've seen as a pattern is that people really come to church. They might come to church weekly. They might come to church monthly. They might come to church. Yearly, I see people that want to come in and they desire change in their life. And they want to do better, but they're not willing to change to be better. I see people want this more than anything. They want God to change their circumstances, but they're not willing to let Him change them. And if I'm going to move forward into faith into 2018, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. I'm just saying open yourself up to a place where God can talk to you and maybe move you into a place where He can reveal that He's got a lot more for you. You're a tough crowd this morning. (laughs) You're not going to like this quote either. Because this man was blaming his circumstances. This man knew had been in this place for a long time. He knew that there was an angel that was going to come. You're going to see in verse 4. We'll read it here in just a minute. That's not in this translation. He was waiting for people, putting his expectation in people to be the one that would move him and help him get to where he was going to go. And his total dependency was in the why, more concerned about the why than he was in the how of getting there. This is why, Jesus, this is not working for me. And until you're willing to confront the why and give the answer of what Jesus said... Jesus, in the next verse of verse 5, he goes and he says, look, get up, pick up your mat. I love it because there's a little bit of attitude behind Jesus when he said that. He says, you know what? Bull is what my dad would used to say. I don't care about any of that. That doesn't matter to me. I'm telling you that this is what matters more is the fact that I've already dealt with that in your life. I've given you access to come up and to come out of it. I've given you place to change. Now you get up. Bring your own breakthrough. Get up out of your mess. Stand up on your feet and become all that I've called you to be and trust the grace that's available for you to be that in your life. But all along, we're like this guy. Jesus said, he says, I have no one. The water, when the water stirred, I'm trying, I'm trying. You just don't know. They're, you don't know how they treat me, Jesus. You don't know, those people at work, you just don't know. They're a pain. They treat me so bad. As soon as I walk in, they don't like me. I can tell. They don't ever talk to me. 
I see it on their face when I walk in. They go the other way. Maybe it's because when you walk in, your face is this way. If I'm not willing to come to this place where I look at verse 4 and he says, Look, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And Jesus says, pick up your mat. Listen to me. Maybe while you're waiting for God to come down to you, maybe God's waiting for you to come up. And there's a chance that this time of prayer and fasting might be the opportunity that we have to really come into my life and come to that place where, you know what? I want to mark this moment in my life. I'm going to mark this moment in my life. I want to mark this moment. I'm fed up with it always going the same way. I want to come to that place where I know you real, I know your voice, I know you're talking to me, and I can be confident that when I walk out, I've got the right information to live my life in a way that it's going to produce the results that the Scripture says that I can have. And Jesus all along is saying, well, then get up. Come to this place where you'll be willing to sacrifice just a little bit of time, where I can reveal my heart to you. That place where you're a little bit less. That place where he can reveal and talk to you about who you are. Come to that place where he can reveal not just who you are, but reveal all the secret things that he wants to do in your life. And as we make it all about this food thing, we make it about the things that we think are the most challenging. And then all along, Jesus said in chapter 4... Right before this, it's where he dealt with the woman with the issue, not the woman with the issue of blood, but the woman at the well. And the woman came up to the well, and he told her, woman, you're giving me a drink, but what you're giving me is not going to sustain me, it's not going to sustain you. The person you're talking to will be the living water that you will need for the rest of your life. It will be the only water that will never run out. It's interesting to me that that was the account right before this account where he deals with a man that is willing to blame everybody else and stay in the same circumstance for years and want an angel to come down to be the one to set him free, some television evangelist, somebody to just come in. i got to have that guy pray for me. If he doesn't pray for me, it's not going to work. If I don't find that businessman to give me what I need to hear, it's not going to work. And all along, Jesus is sitting here telling to you, look, man, you got the Jesus you need on the inside of you. Why don't you stand up, become your own breakthrough in life, stop yielding to the depressions of life and all of the, and blaming all of the circumstances. Is this getting too tough? Blaming all of the circumstances of life that led you to this point that you're concerned about. You don't know. I've done this. I've been here. I've done this. And it's just not working up for me. I can't understand all of these things. And Jesus all along is saying, well, you just shut up he's looking at every one of us and saying will you shut up and stand up and come a little closer and make a mark will you stop focusing on how this gap's not that big Will you maybe remind yourself of the biggest gap that's in your life is the one that's in your past? And stop letting the past be the one thing that holds you from coming forward into God. In other words, he's, look, he's, he told, he's telling this guy that's crippled. Yeah, he's got every excuse in the world why he... he until you're willing to uh, stop using those things as excuses, you're never going to break three. 
Excuses will always be the thing that holds you back. You don't have excuses in your past. You have victories in your past. If I'm here now, and then I'm over here now, that's not an excuse. That's a victory. <laughs> it's not a fix-all, but it's led me to the one that I, can, oops, that I can walk back and tell you, I know who fixed it all. Prayer and fasting is an opportunity for you to maybe look at life just a little while. For three weeks, 21 days. Just say, you know what? I'm not going to try to fast everything that's out there and not eat. No, you'll die probably. Listen, don't set yourself up for failure. Set yourself up for, got to be careful, I said the wrong word last service. Success. Set yourself up for sex. <laughs> maybe, maybe some of you need that. I don't know. <laughs> Set yourself up for success during this time of prayer and fasting. All I've done is encourage you, quit using excuses of why you're not going where you want to be. I've told you, you have none now. I'm not telling you, again, prayer and fasting is a fix-all, but there is a chance that while you come to a place where you're willing to just, just maybe humble yourself underneath of the mighty hand of God in due time, he says, I will exalt you in the gap. What I'm doing is I'm saying, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to lay life down. And you say, well, my life's pretty good right now. Maybe lay it down for somebody else then. You know... Years I watch people want change. Years I, wa I watch people and, and, and their excuses are always very similar to the same of everybody. And that is, you just don't know, man. I got, I, I, life's busy. Man, join the crowd. Everybody's life is busy. You don't know, I got all these kids. I get it. Kids are time consuming. You don't know, man, I'm working all the time and I'm just I'm having to work two or three jobs. Maybe there's a reason you're having to work two or three jobs right now. It's because you haven't discovered God's best. And maybe God's best will take you out of working two or three jobs to one job that will meet the need of the three jobs. And all you need to do is possibly hear what he says and how instead of going out there and being a quitter and someone that stopped, just get on your face before him and say, Lord, save me. It's not the will of God for you to work two and three jobs just to make ends meet, guys. House week to week. I'm being honest with you. It's not. That is not the will of God. That's what you got to do right now. So don't go quit. And then say, God told me to do it. No. You don't work, you don't eat. If that's what you got to do right now. Listen to me. Three years ago, I had uh, umpteen kids in my house for Christmas. I'd, I'm paid okay here, paid well here. But I didn't have enough to provide for all those kids. I took a second job. Work for UPS for three weeks so the ends would meet for that. I get it. There's times you've got to do certain things to do the right thing. But at the same time, there are some things like that that you learn in the midst of it. It's not God's best. So I put my faith on how can I make sure, because that's part of who we are. We're always going to have an open door policy at our house. We're always going to be inviting people in. Lord, I need you to meet those needs before I get there. I need to predetermine how I'm going to get there before I'm standing in this gap trying to figure out what to do. I need to know that when I get there that you killed a lion and you killed a bear sometime before, and I can guarantee when I get there the need will be met. But that will only come when you set yourself aside to hear a plan from him to do that. 
And we're sitting on our face, coming to church, mouths wide open, feed me, feed me, feed me, and I'm giving you a good message every single week, or she is, or somebody is, and you're going out, but you're not changing anything. You're staying the same and wondering why you're still the same. Until it's applied, you won't be supplied. I am definitely that pastor that will never talk down to you. There are those that do. I won't do that to you because I'm telling you, I'm walking the same kind of life that you are. It's one thing to preach it and teach it. It's another thing to live it. I want another cup of coffee right now just like you would. But I've actually, like I said, I've been backing out of that since the beginning of the week so I could stand up here in front of you and say, nanny, nanny, nanny. The rewards are, I cannot begin to tell you what will happen if you'll be willing to set yourself aside and to be selfish with some time. Sorry, guys. To be selfish with your time with him for just three weeks of your life. Three weeks compared to the rest of this year, if it's going to determine when I get to the end, I'm okay with what the end looks like, and I can write that story. He will. He'll tell you. He'll reveal it to you. He'll write your story. He'll show you things that come. I've got the experience. I've done it enough to know that it's... it's I told the first service that... And, and I'm very transparent in this, and I don't try to ignore and hide my past and the kind of past that I had. I had some you know, crazy adventures out there you know, with, with some things that made me feel, you know, basically drugs and alcohol and that, okay? Had some good times with that. And there were some good times that I had with that that I'm like, ooh, I had some good trips with some of that. But nothing, none of that can ever compare to what happens in this kind of moment. The euphoric feeling that can come, there's a feeling that will come at some point. That place, I cannot begin to tell you, it drives you to get back to it and to want more of it because it fills you with a living water that nothing else can fill you with but that one thing. And until you tap in, and until I'm inviting you, until you're willing to put the excuse, excuses aside, until you're willing to just predetermine and set yourself up for a great opportunity to hear from God, you know some of the practical things that you can do? Make a menu for yourself. You're going to be hungry tomorrow morning. Well, have something ready to know what you're going to eat, or you're going to eat ho-hos and bonbons if you don't. Set yourself up for something that's going to work for you, and go to that place where it's God's told you to do. Don't try to do what here he's doing, she's doing, they're doing. Do what God tells you to do. All I'm, the most important thing I want you to hear, less of you, more of him, will change your life forever. 21 days can become the catalyst for your life for the rest of your life if you'll take an opportunity to do it. I invite you to do it. Stand up with me. Went a little bit different direction this service. <clears throat> I'll invite the band to come on up. I'll let you go here real soon. I promise I will. <clears throat> ultimately what I want to help you do is <laughs> BYOB bring your own breakthrough at the end of this time bring your own breakthrough at the end of the year in the grace of God watch what he'll do for your life come on, come on, practice with me come on, come on, act like a horse or act like a dog I don't care which one you want come on, kick with me come on, make a mark in the sand come on, right here it's going to be different this year this is not the same come on, come on 
Oh, oh, I got some people that if Jesus was here, you wouldn't do it. He'd have to grab your leg. Come on, come on, come on. Are you willing to make a mark? You know, prayer is a funny thing. I do it on purpose. We get in a group, especially pre-service prayer with our team. I ask people that I know are going to be nervous about praying. Just about everybody, actually. You say, hey, pray for us. We did it this morning. Brian Beavers, he said, oh, Lord. I said, that's good. That's great. That's all we need. He's going to be the one to help us. I get it. It's not that you're not praying. It's not that you don't pray. It's not that you don't know how. I get it. You're just afraid to do it in front of people. You don't have to do it in front of people. Go do it with, some, with Him. Your life will be changed forever.